This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are you feeling good out there? This is the Rich Eisen Show. Hello, Angel. You're feeling good. Just say it. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I'm ready to fire everyone. Stephen A. said Kawhi's the biggest fake superstar. No, right now, Tatum is the biggest fake superstar. Today's guests, ESPN NBA insider Brian Windhorst, co-creator, writer, and star of Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis, Rams general manager Les Snead, Seahawks general manager John Schneider, and now... It's Rich Eisen. Oh, my goodness gracious. It is on and cracking the Rich Eisen Show live on the Roku channel for the next three hours live on this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio network. Smart enough to have us. We say hello to our Sirius XM Odyssey audience. Good to see everybody right here in our neighborhood. When we are uh, on the air live, that means... uh, um, I'm with you and you with me. It's really one of those things where we're all together, unless you're leaking the schedule. Then I got to turn my back on you. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we call the plumber, please? I'm doing a three-hour show on NFL Network tonight, trying to make a big deal of it. Everything's everywhere. But it's going to be great. The NFL <laughs> schedule release show tonight, 8 Eastern time on NFL Network. Whatever is left to release, we'll do it. And uh, it'll be a fun show. All three hours, and these next three hours are going to be great as well. We've got the general managers of the Rams and the general managers of the uh, Rams and Seahawks on this program. Les Need and John Schneider on this show. Uh, we've got Brian Windhorst joining us in about 20 minutes' time to talk about the NBA playoffs, which is still going on for all eight teams. We had two closeout games last night, and neither closeouts occurred as the home teams held serve and forced a game six in the road territory for themselves. As the Heat and the Knicks went right down to the wire, Knicks were up by 19, Heat made a run of it, but the Knicks closed them out because Jalen Brunson didn't sit. Neither did Quentin Grimes, by the way. But the Knicks survived, and then the Warriors survived last night. And all eyes right now on whatever machine or doctor or what have you that's being sent in the direction of Anthony Davis because the Lakers clearly would be hobbled, to say the least, if Anthony Davis cannot answer the bell because his bell was so considerably rung by Kevon Looney's elbow last night. Brian Windhorst will give us an update on what is going on with Anthony Davis in about 20 minutes' time. And then in the middle of our show, how fired up are we? Ted Lasso himself, Jason Sudeikis, is here All right. in studio 
We will talk about his brilliant program that's in the middle of season three that's either the end of the show or just another season on Apple TV+. Plus. We'll talk about all that. We've got a great celebrity, true or false, but for a guy that's been part of so many brilliant pop culture touch points throughout his incredible career. And um, as we all know, he's got a big heart, part of Big Slick in Kansas City, home of the Chiefs and the home opener for the Chiefs and the season opener, which we have now had revealed. But we'll get to all of that in a moment. Good to see you over there, Christopher Brockman. How are you? I'm trying to remain calm. We got a big game tonight, Rich. And then also uh, Mike Del Tufo. Good to see you over there. How are you? Good to see you, Rich. Good morning. And TJ Jefferson. Good day to you, sir. Hello, Rich. How are you? How are you? I'm great. This schedule release show tonight at 8 Eastern time and a bunch of NFL Network partners released portions of the schedule today. NFL partners released a portion of the schedule today. And on yesterday's program, we try to sleuth things out just to show you uh, I don't reveal anything, and I hadn't had the schedule yet. I now have it, by the way. Oh, yes, because oh. I signed that waiver, so I could re- oh, I could man. receive it. Can, can, you, can you share it with us? I will. Games? I will not yeah, share anything with you, uh, un- unlike right? somebody who's a per source in yeah, Wisconsin I mean, who shares look. the entire Packers schedule with a beat writer. That's what I'm saying. I would like NFL security to get on that case. Uh, Rich, please. don't snitch. You know what happens. Get out of here. You don't want to be a snitch. Bro. No, I, 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 normally <laughs> I, I would just mind personally. You know, for on a professional basis, but now I personally mind it because I had to sign a piece of paper. <laughs> At any rate, and you didn't use the plume pen. No, I didn't use the plume pen because I didn't want to make a big show of it. Now I am. Too bad. <laughs> so um, we found out today what we were opining yesterday. We were saying the Chiefs, Chiefs. opener. We know it couldn't be the Bengals because it would have already announced it was a New Year's Eve game that the Bengals are going to Kansas City. And we know it's not going to be Tyreek Hill returning as a Dolphin to Kansas City. That game's not even happening in Kansas City. We know that game is played in Germany this year. We found that out when the international schedule was released yesterday on uh, the terrific Good Morning Football on NFL Network. So we eliminated those and we're like, it can't be the Bills again, right? They're not going to give the Bills an assignment back-to-back years of opening up the season in the home of the defending Super Bowl champs, it was enough of a, a tough slog, one would think, even though the final score wasn't close, for them to come to Los Angeles and watch him raise the banner. Can't do that to them again in Kansas City. So we started identifying potentially division games. And we were like, it's not going to be one of their NFC North opponents, will it? Well, yeah, the answer is yeah. Au contraire. <laughs> Mon frere. Hey, Lions. Wow. You have officially gotten the attention of the National Football League front office, schedule makers, and of course, as you know, fans writ large. Hey, Detroit Lions. You are on the clock in a monster piece of real estate the home opener for the chiefs and defending super bowl champs the kickoff game of an nfl season will feature the lions on the road talk about a figurative lions den arrowhead on the night that they 
hoist their third championship banner in the second of the Mahomes era. How about them apples? And I'm sure the league is seeing how the Lions are are being constituted, how they finished the season last year, right? Trending up. Final game of the year, flexed into it, wound up being the final game of Rodgers' Packers career. Seeing how everybody's hopping on the bandwagon. And I'm sure deep down they are hoping that this matchup between Goff and Mahomes is anything in the realm of the only other matchup between Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes, the famed Monday night football game on November 19th, 2018 in the L.A. Coliseum when Goff and the Rams and the high-flying McVay offense against Mahomes and the high-flying Chiefs offense went at it in a 54-51 final score for the home team Rams, and Goff went 31-49 of for 413 yards and four touchdowns. And Goff has not faced off in a game against Patrick Mahomes since. So, bite off a kneecap, why don't you? Here we go. (laughs) Great. Take out a hunk of the Chiefs? Dan Campbell will no doubt take this assignment, ball it up, and throw it in the direction of his locker room saying, okay, talk about a challenge. We are about to hand the Chiefs their first loss of the season and put our calling card on the table with our two top 12 draft choices. Let's go. And see what they can do. Well, they drafted Gibbs 12 and then obviously used their other pick later on. They had to in the first round, and they eventually used him. And let's see what they can do with these kids. So let's go. Let's go. And personally, um, this is a matchup of a team that obliterated my previous March choice of putting my marker on a table of somebody winning a division. Last year's Raiders put that marker on the table. We saw what the Chiefs did to that Raiders pick, right? Mm-hmm. Now, they're taking on uh, the Lions. This year's pick for me in March to win the division. Mm-hmm. So the Chiefs are coming to wreck that one too. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat. And we can only hope that the Lions are as improved as we believe them to be because this is a prime piece of real estate the whole country watches. Let's see what they do. Adrian Hutchinson, you're on the clock. Take on Mahomes. And then another schedule release related item. We found out The Patriots are opening up at home, I believe week one, because we know this is week one, or at least the first home game. We don't know who they're playing yet, but we know who's going to be there. His name is Tom Brady. Yes. Is he starting at quarterback? Now, that's the question, (laughs) because all we know is that the home opener is going to be at Gillette. Is it week one? Is it not? We'll find out tonight at 8 Eastern on NFL Network. We appreciate the Patriots holding that information. 
and telling everybody when and where to tune in. Bob Kraft has always been an RKK. He's always been a friend of the uh, network. Now, you could sit here and say, we found out. It's got to be week one. And we found out who they're playing because Brady's going to be there. It's the Dolphins. Right? Since he's going to be there, he's going to be the the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, right? (laughs) I mean, I'll I'll take that too. That would be awesome. Nope, but Brady's going to be there, and it's it has begun. The retired Tom Brady back to New England tour. Bob Kraft went on Good Morning Football today, said that he has invited Tom, and you as a Patriot fan are now invited to start the process of celebrating Brady for his 20 years of meritorious service as a New England Patriot. I'm going to be off that following Monday because I'm going to go to this game. Good to know. <laughs> Just giving you a heads up. I don't know. I, I need to be there for this. I'll probably be here. I appreciate that. <laughs> so it's begun, huh? Do we have six statues? Like, how many statues can we get? One for each Super Bowl? And then, you know, one with Bill? Someone had a great photo of the, I forget which Super Bowl it was, but Brady talking to Bill, like, make this a statue, please. Of the two of them out front? Yeah, have this at the entrance to Gillette. But Bill's still... Active. Who cares? He's the greatest coach ever. So give it to him right now. Let's go. You, you're, you're, opinion on Bill has changed. I don't understand it. He's on the hot seat, but now yeah, he's, he's, in a, gone, he's in a statue. Now he's the greatest ever. And I'm then, allowed to celebrate the past while acknowledging he, the future is un, unquestioned. That's you know, Boston fans, yeah, man. But, but Brock, that's, not not go, that's not the two. He, he did bury saying. Jason Tatum as the most disappointing superstar in the NBA today. And now tonight he will be rooting very hard for him in Philadelphia. Yesterday I was trading the two guys who are in the top ten in the NBA this okay. year. Welcome to Boston, people. I mean, That's how they. I I'm an irrational person. I love I'm him. a fan. I love him. <laughs> I love Tom. Genius, no brainer move so by, the, by Bob Kraft. This means he's this definitely. Awesome. It means he's definitely retired now, right? Unless he's a starting quarterback of now. the Miami Dolphins there that night, or the New England Patriots week two. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my gosh! What if Tom runs out of the tunnel, full uniform? Let's go! I think Tom will run out where, whenever that does occur if it's a pregame thing they got to do a pregame they can't wait till halftime oh no no home opener no, no, no. crazy train you're 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 running the risk here of we like, go we're down 28 to nothing at halftime what better way to bury <laughs> how pregame please poorly the quick game went last year <laughs> right what better what better but what better way to just say this is a new year than by turning back the clock to the previous 20 years two years removed um and or three years removed now and and go ahead and boom bring him out crazy train it he runs out in his civilian clothes whatever brady brand he's no doubt yep. gonna be rocking for sure to perfection perfect hair and he'll come running out he'll go to the corner right and do a, a, a let's go let's go throw a pass to edelman gronk will be there Maybe is he wearing so, his jersey right? do you think no 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 Brady will be suited and he'll he'll be yeah let's he'll, do that. Good. This this is we're we're producing this now. We are. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne's going crazy. You're Does going Giselle nuts. Come? Right? Is there? No, not there. No, no right? No. What's the matter with you people? That's what he said. I asked. I mean, there's. What still... do you want me to throw an Emmy award at you? <laughs> so what do you want me to to say other than the fact that congratulations, Brady's back in the building. It's gonna be great. You're excited. It's gonna be a great night. There we go. I'm pumped. Very good. Okay. And then if that is week one, whenever that does occur, yep. 
Um, week one, week two, either way, it's okay. good. Okay, whatever it takes. Either way, it's good. Then, then we'll turn the page. Beautiful of, fall day in Foxborough. We'll turn to the page of the varsity of the uh, of the uh, AFC East. Bills and Jets on a Monday night. Let's go. Well, you can't steal varsity from me. Now That's we know. Right. Now we know. Rogers' first game is at home. It's on ESPN, and it is, in fact, Josh Allen coming to visit. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party, <laughs> indeed. First game for Rogers as a Jet. At home against Whole country the Buffalo Bills. It's a division game. It's a home game. And Fireman Ed will be fired up. They'll be spelling out four-letter words. Hopefully it's, it's not a different four-letter word that starts with <laughs> F by the end of the night. <laughs> but we shall see. So on one end, there's a new day dawning for the New York Jets. And on the other end... Let's uh, let's 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 live in the past. Is it the four letter word? As we word, start the new. Is it the four letter word that Ted Lasso was singing about uh, on this week's episode? Nope. Oh, different four letter word. Yep. Okay. Yep. So there we go. Same intensity. Don't lose the intensity. It'll be a gr- what a first weekend this is going to be. And we learn the rest of much of the first weekend tonight at eight Eastern on NFL Network, unless somebody who didn't sign a waiver decides to leak it to a member of the media in Wisconsin. <laughs> Oh, it's on. <laughs> 20 years of this. It's not personal to you. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Les Snead of the Rams and John Schneider of the Seahawks. Fair and balanced. Fair and balanced. Oh, and um, Kyle Shanahan. We know a couple more games for the 49ers schedule. Oh. And he spoke about his quarterback situation last night at an event locally in the Bay Area. We'll have that for you. Jason Sudeikis is going to be in studio, guys. All right. Yeah. Question is, does he bring biscuits? Wouldn't that be great? Oh, man. That would be the greatest thing on earth. I hope. You know what? Wow. I hope you just come. Just just come. No, just bring a smile. Yeah, let's, that's let's it. That's all you need. Let's have a good mustache or no mustache? I don't know. We'll find out. Um, we're going to have him sign our Believe sign. That's behind you there, Chris Brockman. Sean Payton and Coach Beard. Are that's right. I've already signed that. that. Yes. Brendan Hunt, who plays Coach Beard, who was here just about a month ago. Yep. So let's take a break, and we will talk about what is the status of Anthony Davis as things currently stand right now. If Davis doesn't go, does that mean we definitely are going to have a Game 7 in the Lakers-Warriors series? Tonight, the Nuggets try to close things out, and so do the Sixers. Brian Windhorst of ESPN coming up. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back on the air, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just simply Stop by. Hey, everybody, look who's stopping by. Truly our favorite. And uh, I'm not just saying that because he's listening to us right now on hold. Uh, he truly is, uh, makes us smarter. And what a perfect time to connect with this gentleman with both series that could have wrapped up last night, now heading to a game six in Miami and in Los Angeles. And tonight's series trying to be wrapped up by the Nuggets and the Sixers. Both with uh, the Sixers are at home, and and the Suns are trying to stave off elimination tonight. What a perfect time to have Brian Winhorst of ESPN join us right here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Brian? We have four game sixes, Rich. Now, number one, that makes NBA media happy because you know mm-hmm. games mean dollars. Um, and I got to tell you, I'm not. I probably feel like the Suns have the. If I had to pick, I'd say okay. I think the Suns will close out. Um, for sure, but I can't 100% tell you how these other series are going to go. I and I think the Suns um, Suns Nuggets could go to. Uh, did I say the Suns would close out? I meant the Nuggets would close out. Right. Um, sorry. Let's start that over. There's no worries. Series. They're all going to Game Six, yes. and I feel like Denver is probably not going to lose two in a row. But the other series, I can't say I know who's going to win yet. So the, let's start with Nuggets Suns because it appears that Jokic is just. Um, figuratively undressing DeAndre Ayton to the point where, um, you know, Suns fans and everybody is just pointing to him as the issue, as if Paul's absence means nothing. But uh, so I ask you, is that the the ultimate difference maker here? Because Booker is lighting up the night and Durant is Durant. And yet um, the, the Nuggets can close things out tonight in Phoenix. Well, it's, an issue. I don't know if it's the issue. I mean, I if I was a Suns fan, I would actually be pretty excited about what I'm seeing from Durant and Booker. And I understand that this is not the best team they're going to have because they traded away all their depth to get Durant. And I would be like, man, this is going to be, this could be really good this next few years once they can add a few more players in free agency or do some trades or something. 
Um, I know that that's not the way a fan thinks. That's the way somebody in my job thinks. I look at the long term. A fan is desperately going game to game. But I, I don't see the Suns, now that I've seen them, and I covered them in the first round, now that I've seen them for a month, that's not a championship roster. But, boy, do they have two championship stars. They sure do. So um, Aiton's not getting it done, and I think after the end of the season, it'll be interesting to see whether the Suns look at what his market would be. Um, he's not exactly making other teams want to pound the door down to get him. Uh, we know that he's going to get outplayed by Jokic. That's not a surprise. But what's been really frustrating is that he's getting out hustled and out um, out physical, um, and so that's an issue for the Suns. Chris Paul is an issue, but the Nuggets have a better, you know, one through eight roster. And um, one of the great things about the NBA playoffs, Rich, is sometimes we get to see stars go up against better rosters, and we get these great series. And we're kind of getting a great series. So. Um, you know, I expect Booker and Durant to have great game tonight and to, to have the two of them go up against it, and I expect that ultimately the Nuggets, the better team, to win. So, uh, and obviously the Sixers tonight would have, without a doubt, as you might imagine, signed for a game six closeout game in their favor um, at home, certainly the way Embiid came into this series. So what is the biggest surprise in the fact for you that the Celtics are facing elimination tonight? Yeah, I mean, the Celtics are really, really good. I mean, I covered them three rounds last year, and I really thought they were going to win the title at one point. I mean, they're up 2-1 with game four at home last year. And, um, you know, Steph Curry happened. Uh, I really think this is a good team. They don't really they, – they have everything you need for a champion. They really do. But they sometimes struggle with focus. And that has cost them games. Boy, do they lose a lot of home games, Rich. I have covered so many games at at the TD Garden where the other team is very excited in the last two years, a lot. Um, And I do think that the the changes that Joe Mazzula has made to this, the way the Celtics play, has made them more vulnerable. I think it, on one end, makes them more formidable when things are going well but i think it's made them more vulnerable they were a better defensive team last year and they weren't as reliant on the three-point shot they could very easily hit 23s tonight and bury the sixers on their home court in fact uh, the last four times they've lost a home game and then gone on the road in the playoffs over the last two years they won including two road elimination games last year Teams don't win two road elimination games in a decade, much less the same season. So, uh, but they are they are more vulnerable than they should be. And so, um, now here's one thing I'm going to say: Joel Embiid took off his brace on that knee in Game uh, Five, had 33 points, and I don't think really pushed it. I think he will know tonight, especially now that he knows that knee is stronger. It reacted well without the brace. I think Joel goes for it. I think Joel goes for the MVP moment tonight to carry the Sixers the furthest they've been in over 20 years. And so Boston, whether they make their threes or not, better be ready for the MVP to bare his teeth tonight. That's what I'm expecting. I've got Brian Windhorst of ESPN here on the Rich Eisen Show. What do you know about Anthony Davis at present right now? I know two things. I know that the Lakers are hopeful that he avoided the word concussion. And I know that the Lakers are not even using the word concussion, trying to speak it out of existence. 
um, because if he does have a concussion, he will almost certainly not be able to play game six. And I got to be honest with you, I think game seven would be a long shot. Um, because once you're in the protocol, you guys know this from the NFL, it's a similar situation. And you also know from the NFL that sometimes you can not have symptoms until the next day. So while there was, there was, a, there was good feelings from the Lakers last night and this morning that he uh, didn't immediately show the symptoms and that he recovered quickly after the game, it's going to be a bit of a worrisome day for them uh, because he's so important to them. And, you know, this is one thing I've been trying to tell people on ESPN today. Um, when you're in the concussion protocol, it's not about playing through an injury. It's not like, oh, man, my ankle is sore. Because I know people want to knock AD for not, you know, being tough, which if you want to do that, you can. This is, this is taken out of his hands. This is not in the coach's hands. It's not in AD's hands. The doctors will determine it, and they, they do tests at the beginning of the season to do certain baselines to see how you react to stuff. And he's beholden to hitting those marks. And as long as he hits those marks, he'll be fine. But um, this is not like, oh, just play on your sore head. Um, so, you know, I think the Lakers are hopeful, but I think uh, we've got some more hours to go here. Well, how does it work in the NBA? Uh, you know, the NFL concussion program and the protocols, uh, I mean, many many of us know it down to the letter because uh, this is something that has the national spotlight on it for as much as, for as long as it's been. But the NBA, not so much. How, how, who is the one looking at Anthony Davis and determining whether he has suffered a concussion? Right. So once you – well, there's, there's doctors. So before the season um, starts, they put every player through a series of tests. Mm-hmm. Um, and those tests establish, like, what the player are when everything's fine. And then they will run those players that they suspect of a concussion through those tests again – And if you don't meet those standards, you are going to potentially go into the concussion protocol. Once you are in, there is a series of of, uh, things that you must do to clear playing. And some of those things require 24 hours in between them. Um, Some of them are physical. Some of them are, you know, operational. Mm -hmm. And so even if you are feeling 100%, you you might have to wait 24 hours to do the next step in the process. And they do that for a reason because they're trying to protect the player. So I have seen a couple of times, the concussion protocol happened in the NBA in 2011. There's been a couple of times, I remember it happened with Paul George once, I remember it happened with George Hill once, where a player suffered a concussion, went into the protocol in the playoffs, missed one game, and then was able to return um, for a a, a game sort of three days later. Mm -hmm. Um, But the average return in the concussion protocol in the NBA is seven days. Wow. So... um, they got to take care of Anthony Davis. They got to protect Dante Davis. They got to protect him. If he goes in the concussion, concussion protocol, and again, he is not in it now, and the hope is that he will avoid it. But if he goes in the concussion protocol, I think you probably are looking at no six, no seven. And I'm sure that the that there is a lot of pressure about the concussion protocol going on because you can imagine how sensitive the situation is, player health protection protocols versus obviously the reality that if you if he goes in, it's it's you know, such a such a loss. What a sequence of events, Brian, coming out of Game 5, right? I mean, um, where the Warriors took care of business and the Lakers are now staring into the potential no-AD abyss. What a what a major swing, one would think, from Game 5 yeah, to Game 6. Yeah, but they have right AD. Now. I mean, you know, I mean... No, like, I know that. I mean, I, I, think, I, think, I think those of us in the media, and this is what I've been trying to say on television today... We have to acknowledge what the concussion protocol means because 
think AD, I don't want people to say, because I mean, frankly, you know, you got Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal laughing last night. And I don't want people to think that this is about like he's, he won't play through a sore knee. It's, it's not going to be in his hands. But at the same time, they didn't think he was in the protocol last night. He could clear today and he could be just fine and game six could go on. And then let's just assume that. What do you think um, is the key to that game? Because the the Warriors, as we all know, game three, washout, game four, they were up, and then Lonnie Walker, the fourth, happened. Um, what do you think a game six hinges on? Let's assume Anthony Davis returns. Yeah, so the Lakers watched last series and watched Steph Curry detonate the Sacramento Kings out of the playoffs. They watched him in game seven on the road, road, road closeout game, just like this is, drop 50. And they basically made the decision, we are not going to let Steph Curry beat us. We're not going to do it. So they have, in various different ways with various different strategies, basically forced Steph to distribute the ball. Now, he has still had some great games. And last night, for example, he had, um, uh, you know, he was really able to get to the basket. He, I know they had 25 uh, baskets in the paint last night, and I think Steph, off the top of my head, had five or six of them. He was really able to get past the perimeter and get into the basket, get out in transition. Um, but they have been smothering him on the perimeter, and I think he's six of 25 from three-point range the last two games, um, and they are really forcing the ball at his hands with double teams and stuff like that. And so when the Warriors have gotten wins, it's when they've gotten great support from their from their other players. You know, last night Andrew Wiggins had the best his best playoff game of the postseason, twenty five points. That's huge for them. Draymond Green twenty points last night. Draymond doesn't score. When Draymond scores twenty, it's like another player scoring thirty. He does everything else. He's been playing great in this postseason. But this scoring is huge. You know, when they won um, game two, um, even the series one one, Clay with eight of eleven on threes. Clay has not shot above 33%, I don't think, since. Maybe he had one game where he shot 36%, but um, he hadn't shot the ball real well. But in that game, he shot it real well, and it made a huge difference. So um, the way that the Lakers – and the Lakers are good enough defensively to do it. I mean, I could say don't let Steph you know, get going, and then I don't have the players to do it. Like, he could still do it. The Lakers have the, the players and the scheme to, to lock down Steph, and so it's really on those other guys. But those other guys, some of them are Hall of Famers. And they've been through this before, and they have a great, you know, track record of delivering on the road under pressure, which they did twice in the last round. So it's absolutely still uh, in play for both ways in this series. Brian Windhorst here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. Jalen Brunson became the first Knicks point guard to play all 48 in a uh, in a playoff game. Uh, obviously, Quentin Grimes did it as well. Um, they became the first duo. Since Walt Frazier and Jerry Lucas did it in 1972, what Brunson is doing, I, again, I'm, I'm a New Yorker. He is one of my favorite that I've ever seen playing for the New York Knicks. He is unbelievable. And what he did last night uh, was back things up, you know, and um, with, with actions, what he was saying with his words after getting beat twice in Miami. How, how do you see this playing out for Brunson and the Knicks and your thoughts on that performance last night, Brian? Yeah, just to Man, what a terrific season the Knicks have had. Um, the Miami Heat are not an eight seed. I know it says eight next to yeah, their name. Right. When you watch them play and you you see their talent level and their depth and the way they handle themselves, they're not an eight seed. So I know that if the, if the Heat get one more win in this series, this will be seen as an upset. 
Um, this has been a terrific season for the Knicks. Um, Jalen Brunson, one of the best, you know, dollar for dollar free agent signings in recent NBA history. Josh Hart, one of the most impactful trade deadline moves we've seen in the last few years. Um, the Knicks have really done a great job. I think it's unsustainable what they're asking them to do. And the issue is that Emmanuel quickly has a high ankle sprain. He is sixth, second place for sixth man of the year and such an important player off the bench. And so Tom Thibodeau, under elimination pressure, is just gripping very hard. Um, it's a huge ask to play players this many minutes. It's not that they can't play 48, Rich. It's that they're not conditioned to play 48. They've spent six months conditioned to play a certain way. And so you're just really asking for trouble. I will say this. If you're looking for a reason for the Knicks to be able to do it, the Heat are highly reliant on the three-point shot. They are. They have been shooting over their head for three weeks now. Um, one of the reasons that Heat are in eighth seed is because they um, really had ineffective three-point shooting during the season. You could make the argument that they are due to return to the mean, and that you know they had a bad three-point shooting game last night. You could say the percentages dictate that the Heat should have another bad three-point shooting game, and maybe it's tomorrow night in Game Six. Um, but I think with where the Heat are, I think they'll get one more win, especially with the demands that the Knicks players are having to go through minute-wise. Last one for you, Brian Winhorst. At this point next week, we will know who will have the draft rights to Victor Wembanyama, and the draft lottery is next Tuesday. Walk me through the drama of that night, what you expect from soup to nuts. Give me, give me your thoughts on, on what's going to happen in that draft lottery and the drama surrounding it Tuesday. It is really... A very unique situation in all of, in all of American sports because one player matters so much in the NBA. Um, the difference he can—it's just a simple, you know, thing of the, of the the fact of the way basketball operates versus the other sports. So one player can change a team's fortunes. I don't know if Victor Wembanyama will impact um, immediately because he is still very physically immature and has to grow up. But I will tell you that this player is more talented than Joel Embiid or Giannis Antetokounmpo when they came in, okay? And, th- and those guys, you probably looked at them and said, well, they're never going to make anything. Well, guess what? They're the best players in the NBA now. And um, so, and it took, by the way, it took a few years for Giannis and and um, and, uh, and even Luka missed the playoffs his first two years, okay? He was much more ready for the game. So I want to caution that just because a team wins the lottery next week doesn't mean one Banyama is going to be in the finals next year. LeBron missed the playoffs his first two years. But Wembenyama, the talent and size is a package we've never really seen before ever. So um, the real amazing thing in the lottery, the real thing to watch, is whether somebody jumps up from, from deep. If Wembenyama goes to the Spurs or Wembenyama goes to the, 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 uh, the Pistons or the Rockets, it's still going to be a part of a process. I think he will be fascinating to watch, but he is not going to be front and center on your, on your TV viewing a year from now. Question is if one of these teams from behind jumps up. We've seen it happen a few times in NBA history. Um, and we saw it just a couple of years ago. The, the, the Lakers moved from 11th to 4th, and that was a huge moment because that enabled them to trade for Anthony Davis. If a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder, mm. who already has a, a really interesting roster, a team like the Portland Trailblazers, who I'm not sure whether they're going to be able to hold on to Dame Lillard or not, um, you know, um, a, a team like that comes forward, you know, you could really see a huge impact right away because of the, because I do think he will 
as a complimentary player while he's learning could be a difference maker. So it's a very exciting time, and there's nothing that anybody can control about it. It's it's a very high-pressure, tension-release, tension-release type situation, and it's enjoyable every year. And this year, there's really high stakes. And, of course, if it's the Magic at 11 or the Thunder, as you mentioned, at 12 – uh, right, like one of those well, teams. The Magic have two bites. The Magic have two bites at the the Magic. The eleventh pick is the Bulls. Pick. Bulls pick, the Bulls, right? The Bulls could, if the Bulls pick moves up into the top four, they get to keep it. Uh, <laughs> if I see. It stays there, then goes to the Magic. That's, that's so the other thing. I'm about winner, right? Winner nothing for the Bulls. That's yeah. what I, that's what I'm I'm wondering about. Who who's got the real shot here? Because if one of those teams wins the lottery or gets in right to the to the lottery top uh, picks then the Mavericks move out of the top 10 and they tanked for nothing, right? Like that's a possibility that's right. too on Tuesday it's night. Of other things. And let me just say this. I yes. know that very it's very uh, popular and it's also just fun to talk about Sure. this time of year to talk about conspiracies, like where does the league want, <laughs> yeah. you know, Wembenyama to go, okay? Yes. Um, all NBA lottery conspiracies died um, in 2019. And that was the night where the Lakers, the Knicks, the Pelicans and the Grizzlies were the final four, and they went to commercial. And John Morant and Zion Williamson were on the board. The last time we had this kind of excitement was for Zion. And I would even argue that there's more excitement for Ja. I mean, sorry, for uh, for, for um, Victor Wembanyama oh, yeah. because there's a belief that he's even got a higher ceiling. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as that lottery played out, it was Pelicans one, Grizzlies two. <laughs> so that night when the Lakers and the Knicks ended up 3-4 in, a, in basically a two, what was seen as a two-superstar possible draft, right. that's the night all conspiracy theories died. So just keep that in the back of your head as you try to talk yourself into why your team got screwed. That said, where, do they think, where, where, where does the league want them? What do you think? Sodium pentothal. Um, Sodium pentothal. He wants them with the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I think I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the place that I I think is very interesting. I sure. think the the Hornets have the second um, odds. Lamelo Ball, who was easy to forget about because he was injured all season. This right. Year. Right. Lamelo Ball and Victor Wembanyama together are two cornerstones of a real team, and I, and I and I honestly the, the Hornets when they're when they're together, which they haven't been for a year, are a fun team to watch. I know America doesn't know about them. That is, I mean, that's something that, that's, you know, they've got an 18% chance. That's something that could really happen. So I would think Charlotte is, is fascinating. And also Houston. Houston has $60 million in salary cap space, Rich. We know that they're going to chase, uh, we suspect them to chase uh, James Harden in free agency. If they get Wembenyama, do they go get James Harden and play Wembenyama and Harden together? Mm. Or do they get Wembenyama and say, okay, now we have a 19-year-old franchise player. We're not going to go sign the 34-year-old. Um, so if you're a 76ers fan and you're worried about keeping Harden, uh, I, you know, right now 76ers are playing to go to the conference finals. Maybe focus on that. But you might want Wembenyama to go to Houston because I don't know if, if you can have a 19-year-old and James Harden at the same time. I think it would be hard to go on both paths. Brian, thanks again, man. Love your work, your stuff. Whenever you come on here as well, love watching on ESPN. Have a great rest of this round and look for my call as the playoffs advance. Thanks again. All right. Take care. That's Brian Winhorst at Winhorst ESPN. Must follow. Love chatting with him. By the way, if Charlotte does get the first overall pick in the draft, when was the last time a city or an area had the number one overall pick in the NBA and NFL drafts just two months apart? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how that must be really rare 
that must be really rare, like maybe never happened type stuff. All right, now I'm going to look. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso himself making his way to our studio in hour number two. I would not touch the dial if you have such a thing. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Jason Sudeikis making his way to our studio. Obviously, Ted Lasso is as great as it's ever been. We'll talk about that. His his time at SNL, his time in so many other uh, pop culture iconic uh, programs. And then there's the Big Slick, where Big Slick. you and I have been many, many, many years uh, ago and then in a row. And yeah. you went to well, it more recently than I. The last couple I'm. of years, he has not been there because he's, he's been in, filming Ted Lasso in, in London. In so London, they, right. They have always had this cool video message that he has sent. And uh, one of the things, I, actually, I want to ask him about it. One of the things last year that people were able to bid on yes. was a cameo in Ted Lasso where you got a line and you got to pick the name of your character. And I'm wondering if that's... Have we uh, seen that person that's, yet? That's what I want to know. I okay. have no idea. I bet you it was Zava. By the way, <laughs> spectacular! Did you notice somebody in, in Kansas City at the Big Slick who looked, yeah, looked like who looked like Zlatan? I don't know. That'd be great. That'd be great. Zava. That's funny. Fantastic. I'm still hoping Zava pops back up. Oh, I. I, oh, yeah, I see. How would he not? Right. Well, he said he retired. Spoiler alert. I don't know. Well, Tom Brady said that too. Good Zava point. was great. Good point. Zava was great. Rich, you want to know who the Packers play week one? I know who they play week one, Chris. I saw it last night. I've been preparing for a three-hour show so I can deliver the best possible show to NFL Network for a bunch of people who I would hope would be tuning in to find out what's going on. All right. But I saw today who they're playing. It is out there. Okay. You want me to tell you? (laughs) Want to know week four? (laughs) All right. I won't tell you. I won't tell you. Stay tuned. Week five. 8 Eastern time tonight, Eight Eastern time. and we will be talking at length about it tomorrow. Again, not just because I'm doing this for my colleagues at the NFL Media Group, and I'm doing this for my colleagues all around, for ESPN as well. They're doing a show as well. It's also, I'm a man culture. of my word. I signed a waiver, Chris, that I wouldn't say anything. Okay. I didn't sign and a waiver. I know I, you I, did. I, I, I could say something. I know, and you've got tweet, and you're tweeting it <laughs> yeah. out and, and all you, that. And you I'm take tweet- that seriously because you don't I'm tell us enough. You're tweeting it out. No, yeah. I'm seeing your pe- you're seeing people tweet I'm it out. I'm seeing people tweeting it out, yeah. yeah right. I'm, I'm trying to get the Cowboys schedule for Rich. He won't tell me nothing. I, I will not. It's like, come on, bro. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even show you before this program because I, I just don't want you to just say, oh, something. That, That's not cool I'm a man of my word is what I'm saying. 
You're good when I it. sign a piece of paper saying <laughs> I won't do something or I will do something, I show up and do it. But we're your boys, Rich. You can let us know. Hey, thanks for having me on. <laughs> Thank you. See? You don't want to get Telesco tonight. I don't want to be Telesco. You don't want to get Telesco. I do believe I am speaking. I can tell you who I'm speaking to tonight. I think it's possible that I'm chatting with Salah tonight. Oh, nice. And if we do, I will ask him a question I forgot to ask him about. Hard knocks. Yeah, it's coming. It's a no-brainer. I mean, is he ready for hard knocks? It's the easiest picks. Hard knocks. Let's go. Because we already know, you know, there's an immense interest in this team. Monday night, day after Thanksgiving, first ever day after Thanksgiving game. It's basically you know like there's more to come. Jets you know there's more to are come. Really, the only two interesting teams. I mean, when I talk to Joe Buck tonight, it's Joe Buck tonight, Al Michaels tonight, and and Nance. I'm talking all three of them. Oh, great. Although not all together. That was fun when I did. Ooh, that would have been when cool. We did that a couple of of. Um, Is anybody coming in to send the car for Al? No. When's Joe Willie going to be on? Joe Willie, I am chat. I don't know when he is, but I'm ch- I'm scheduled to chat with him too. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Joe Willie. <laughs> Your Joe Willie just makes Joe me laugh. Joe Willie. Hey, when you said yesterday he had a promo code, hey, I lost it. It's Black Friday, and now there's the first Monday. Hey, I played in the first Monday night game, Jets and the Browns, back in the day. <laughs> It's so I played. Did. did you know I played for the Jets? <laughs> Have you seen that? You heard that? <laughs> Have you heard that I played for the Jets? They called me Broadway Joe. <laughs> That's coming. I'll, I'll, I'll ask that of Solid tonight if I do get the chance to, to chat with him. Could be Colleen Wolf as well. She and I are doing the show together. That's going to be great. It'll be great.